Chasing or racing, which are you doing? People love to run. There are races for every distance and difficulty and South Africa has some of the best. Surfers, Two Oceans, Iron Man, each one requires discipline and determination to say nothing of dedicated training. Everyone hopes to break the ribbon and cross the finish line first. And although not everyone will, each participates to the very best of their ability. Yet before we start, we need to know the goals, the direction of the course, the endurance to run, whether uphill or down. Many of us know the importance of cheering bystanders who spur us on, even when we're exhausted. But it's the inner motivation that keeps us going. And this is also true in the race we run as Christians. The verses in Hebrews 12 teach us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We never know what obstacles we're going to face in this race. I remember running along John Bailey Drive and sighting a stick on the road up ahead and cautioning myself to run around it, yet clumsy me when I reached it, I still tripped over it and wickedly scraped up my knees and elbows. But I got back up and I kept on running. Similarly, there may be many, many obstacles we see in our, our Christian life, but we still stumble over them and we have to get back up and keep on running. Paul must have had this in mind when he told the Philippians, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Countless times Paul got back up from beatings and betrayals and shipwrecks and incarcerations so he could tell Timothy, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. No matter the obstacles or impediments, Paul kept going. He kept chasing the dream that God wrote in his heart. The Message Bible writes it this way, that one night Paul had a dream, a Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream gave Paul his map, and so they went on to once again, they crossed over Macedonia, all the pieces coming together, and they knew that God had called them to preach the good news to the Europeans. There he met Lydia, and through his message, she and her household came to faith in Jesus Christ and were baptized. The inception of the home church in Philippi. And after he left, he wrote them this encouragement, hold firmly to the word of life. And then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and, and that my work was not useless. They became the letter, as did the Corinthians to whom he wrote, You are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is written not with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It's carved out on stones, not on human hearts, on tablets of stone. And in all, Paul would write 13 books of the New Testament and travel 10,000 miles by foot on his missionary journeys. He certainly understood the race a Christian is to run. 
but he was not always racing in the right direction. Initially, he was bound for Damascus with letters of permission to slay the Christians. It was only after Jesus knocked him to the ground that Paul started to chase a new dream and become God's instrument to take his message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as the people of Israel. And this would be a race of suffering as any runner knows. His story challenges us. Are we chasing God's dream or racing away from him? Jonah has much to say to us about this. Recall that he had very specific instructions from God. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked the people are. What did Jonah do? Did he chase God's dream? No, he raced in a complete opposite direction, leaping on a ship bound for Tarshish, hoping to escape from the Lord. To stop him, God caused a great storm and Jonah was cast into the ocean where he was swallowed by a huge fish. Only after he repented did the fish spit him out on dry land and God called Jonah a second time. Finally, Jonah obeyed and chased God's dream and hastened to Nineveh to deliver the message of repentance. Jonah perhaps hadn't heard God's Paul or Paul's admonition to the Corinthians. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. And so Jonah began to run in the right direction. Balaam didn't seem to get that message. Invited by Balak, king of Moab, to come and put a curse on the Israelites, he asked God, what should I do? And God was very specific. Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on those people because they are blessed. God didn't stutter. His instructions were clear. But Balak, this king desperate for victory, sent additional messengers with greater rewards. Rather than refuse them, Balaam said, I'll check with God one more time in case God had changed his mind. And so God gave him these instructions. Go with them, but do only what I tell you. And then when he left, God was angry with Balaam. Why? Because God knew the wickedness of Balaam's heart. God knew Balaam was in it for the money and the prestige and would do or say anything that was asked of him. He was racing away from God, not chasing God's dream. And so God sent a warring angel, seen first only by Balaam's donkey. And it was this divine in intervention, like the fish in Jonah's story, that propelled Balaam in the right direction, causing him to repent and speak only the words God gave him. The prophet Elijah has an interesting story as well of chasing and racing. In his zeal for the Lord, Elijah confronted Ahab, the wicked king of Israel, and then the prophets of Baal. And God brought an absolute victory, raining down fire from heaven to lick up the water and the sacrifice. Then Elijah prayed for the drought crippling the country and God moved across the heavens. And seeing the approaching rain cloud, Elijah warned Ahab to enter his chariot and head toward Jezreel. <laughs> Meanwhile, Elijah chased him on foot and ran ahead to the city to arrive first as the rain clouds released their deluge. 
There should have been a time of great victory for Elijah. He had chased God's dream, seen the prophets of Baal defeated, and the drought ended. But instead, he heard Jezebel's threat, and in terror, Elijah raced away from God's victory to hide in a mountain cave. Still, God found him there, and as he did Jonah in the fish's belly and Balaam on the donkey's back, in a soft whisper, he called to Elijah. It was an early echo of Paul's words to the Galatians. You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Still, God did not abandon Elijah, but provided him with an assistant, Elisha, who would eventually take over Elijah's prophetic ministry. We see a similar chasing and racing in the lives of David and Saul, with Saul racing after uh, from the Lord, while David was chasing after God's dreams. What a difference in these two men, so that one would become a man after God's own heart. Chasing God's dream is not always an easy journey, nor is it the fastest or the strongest that will win. It's only those who have their eyes fixed on Jesus, who are determined to trust in the Lord to find new strength. For it's then they will soar high on eagles' wings, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Philip understood this. He understood it as he walked the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. He had just preached successfully in Samaria, and the crowds were excited and eagerly listened, and people were healed, evil spirits were cast out, the city was in great joy. Philip was chasing God's dream and saw great victory, and souls saved and people healed. And yet it was from there that God instructed him to walk down a desert road alone, no one about. Then he sees a chariot carrying a well-dressed Ethiopian reading scrolls and the Holy Spirit instructs him to go to him. Philip, we're told, ran over to the man and discovered that the eunuch was hungry to understand the word of God. And so patiently, Philip explained to him the good news about Jesus and this man was baptized along that desert road. Like Paul, Philip didn't run the race in vain. He faithfully chased God's dream and preached wherever he went. What race are you running? Are you chasing God's dreams for you? Or are you racing away from God because it's too tough? Beloved, I urge you to chase God's dreams. He'll give you the wings to win the race.